So, uh, this was completely unexpected. You've got your usual Friday podcast. Actually, you have not because I haven't loaded that up yet. And that's right now at 325. All the stuff will be uh, ready to roll for you shortly. I've just got to figure out, strategize out what's the best way to get you to. Yeah, you get two podcast episodes today because um, uh, Philip, Bethany, and I gave you a good hour in, uh, in part A of today. And then I was just going to slap this interview on to the end of that. But uh, it was a good 30 minutes with Brandy talking about backpacks for humans. And we've mentioned that. I mentioned that on the air going back to the summertime that a, a friend, a colleague, um, Nate Welke, just brainstormed up and it has taken on an incredibly magnificent, helpful life of its own. So we've talked about backpacks for humans uh, plenty. Alex has been on talking about it because uh, her regular job has been a participant in some of the events that Backpacks for Humans has done. And there's another one coming up. Nate will never be on, which you'll hear me tease him about. And that's all it is. It's teasing um, if you've ever followed Nate on any social media, you know he's got a good sense of humor. So so Brandy is here to talk about the upcoming Backpacks for Humans event on December 6th. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's better. I don't know what's going on with my headphones. You, I wonder if that was the issue even, you know? I, I don't know. I, I, I hope you run Backpacks for Humans better than you run a telephone. <laughs> Well, I don't know what to say. I was on another radio station today, and everything worked fine. What station was that? <laughs> oh, nothing fancy. Proclaim FM. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that, yeah. That's, that's fine. Um, well, I do it a little bit differently because this is going to be on the podcast. This, is, this won't yeah. be on the air. So um, if it's you okay. want to uh, use any vulgar words, by all means, you can do that. Like if you want to repeat after me and say that Nate is a fucking coward, by all means, you can go ahead and say <laughs> that because I say it all the time. Every time I see one of his Facebook posts, I'm like, fucking coward. Um, actually... <laughs> Alex, uh, Alex gave me some insight on that. That he is he is a bit of a coward and wants everybody else to do the PR for it when the thing is his baby. So here we are, Brandy. Yep, here we are. So <laughs> what? How did you get uh, involved in, in backpacks for humans? Uh, it was actually the same way I think everybody did. Um, I was following Nate on social because of the Hyperloop, and I'd actually never met him. You're one of the Hyperloop um, I, nerds, too? I am. I totally <laughs> am. So, well, welcome to the um, cult of Nate. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I'd never met him. I was just following Hyperloop, and um, when I saw he posted about backpacks, I'm a big runner, and... I was running one night with, I think, three or four other ladies, and I was like, hey, this backpack thing posted, it looks really interesting. For some reason, I just really want to help out. I'm going to give this guy a call tomorrow. And um, they were like, okay, let us know if you need anything. And I'm highly involved in community stuff anyway. And so when I called, I think he didn't really realize how serious I was at first. He's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Um, the information's online in his very Nate way, you know, like grateful, but at the same time, like, okay. And um, so then I did this really massive drive and um, I was like, okay, here's all this stuff and here's what I think we can do. And then once he realized I was like pretty serious about helping out, um, it was a pretty quick turnaround where the leadership team was developed, and there's four of us now that run backpacks. 
Yeah, he doesn't get the whole thing of being like the face of this great idea if he doesn't want to like be the face of it. But it's good that he's got people like you and Alex. Alex helps out a little bit and and Jade, um, who has been mentioned on the podcast regularly, the Jade stepped up and been uh, such a big part of it. But we'll we'll work on Nate. We'll work on Nate. Um, (laughs) Backpacks for Humans, basically, I think you guys have already had one big event, right? Was it one big one? Yeah, we've actually done two pretty big ones, and then um, there was a smaller one that happened early, early in July, the very first one. So, um, yeah, a couple of events have really um, taught us a lot, and each time we get better and better. So, yeah, the next one's December 6th, and it's looking like it's going to be quite large. Backpacks for backpacks for humans is something that Nate started, uh, I guess, in, in the springtime and was able to get this thing going. And it got so much attention, which was really hard considering everybody was worried about COVID this, COVID that. And it, it goes to show you that a, a great idea can lift off pretty quickly as it clearly got out of out of his ability to control it super fast. But it's such a great cause and trying to help the homeless community um, stay alive out there on the streets. And that's really all it is. Backpacks for humans. And, and some you guys do these fundraising drives where you get the backpacks and people, you ask for donations. And what are some of those donations that get stuffed in these backpacks that get handed out? Yeah, so the donations that go in the bags, well, even the backpacks are donated. I mean, we're all volunteers. None of this is formally organized beyond what just we all have experience doing. But there's three main categories. There's food and snacks. The second one is hygiene, and the third one's um, life gear. And, of course, there's some extras in there. But the food and snacks is simple things like you would imagine, Pop-Tarts, Gatorade, water, Hormel complete meals, which are like an MRE, um, you know, raisins, just fruit snacks, chips, whatever. The hygiene is your standard hygiene stuff. Something that often gets left or looked over is um, nail clippers. People always really need those. Um, toothbrushes, body wipes for, like, cleansing, and then the life gears are standard things that, like hand warmers, hats, gloves, um, uh, socks, you know, things like life gear that you need. So, um, and the extra kind of things would just be stuff that you don't think about. Like it's so dark in the winter, um, a small flashlight and uh, or gift cards. You know, if people like I have this little spot, I keep my purse. It's my gift card spot, right? Um, little gift cards that could be tossed in there. Um, anything to just make life a little bit easier, you know, for people living on the street or in poverty. Yeah. Um, when, and that it's much more challenging now as we get into the cold weather. And I know there's a lot more restrictions or at least some really serious protocols in place for people who would normally go to a lot of the shelters and the missions with COVID lingering and getting worse. I know that those, those, that's going to yeah. be a tight thing. So there's probably going to be more people than in a usual winter out on the streets trying to survive. Yeah, the places they would normally go because of distancing, they can't be these warming spots with cots and bunks and gymnasiums anymore because they have to be so spread out. So more people are getting turned away than ever before. And so literally anything that we can do is helpful. And like you talked about with COVID, you know, people love to give back. They love to contribute. It helps them feel good. And they also love to help the community. Well, backpacks is one of those cool things that, it's different than giving a large lump sum donation, which is also wonderful. You can do that. But like you give money and you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to this cause. We don't really know what's happening. Um, when you give the backpacks, like literally like within a couple of weeks or depending on the time that you give a couple of days, your donation is going to be consumed or utilized 
uh, right away for people in need. And that's hard to do right now in COVID because there's so many limitations for things. But Backpacks for Humans has persevered and um, we've done it very safely. And uh, we continue to just try to do good, right? And like just make a difference. And honestly, the events are saving lives. You know, to be able to have those clinics down there um, during our events. I mean, we had people last time who had gunshot wounds that were untreated, infected staples in their head that needed removed, um, um, medicine for diabetes. I mean, it was insane the kinds of things that people needed treated that, you know, a a typical um, person would just go to the doctor to take care of, but they can't. You know, they, they literally can't. And so... Not only are we providing comfort, but these events we're putting on are, are saving lives. So it's big. Heat, you know? the, Heat the Street is the next event. 21st and Jefferson near Mercy College, um, December 6th at 2 o'clock. A couple of questions. Um, I know that there have some, been some pretty big businesses and corporations that have gotten involved. So maybe you, what are you looking for? Because I'm guessing a lot, of, a lot of those businesses have stepped up with donations, whether it be the items or the backpacks. So what are you looking for? What, how can people help out on the 2nd, uh, on the 6th? Yeah, so we're going to be posting the sign-up sheet for um, volunteers to sign up for specific shifts, hopefully by the end of this week. Um, But what we're looking for that day is people to come down, um, not only to have an open mind, but an open heart, you know, because there's this really big volunteer role that I think is probably the most simple, and we call it Be a Human. You know, anybody can hand over a water bottle or a drink or help sort out jackets. But we really need those volunteers to just see people for being people, human to human, um, really connect and um, do what they can to just bring that, that very, like, open-hearted vibe. We are all here. We are all helping each other. We all have our own story and our own struggle. And just kind of strip that judgment away and come down and uh, help us, you know, heat the street and just be kind, you know. So... Um, but yeah, we're looking for volunteers who want to kind of do anything from just handing out stuff and keeping their distance to really connecting on a human level. Yeah, you can look for Backpacks for Humans on Facebook, pretty easy to find, and then check the events to check out more about this event. If people would like to get involved, but maybe are a little, uh, little leery of coming to a big event with a lot of people, there are other ways to help out other than maybe just like throw money or items at the cause. Oh, yes, definitely. So there's a number of drives that are public that are going on um, for the event. And then there's also um, if they want to host their own private drive. We have several different schools, um, different clubs around town who contacted and say, hey, we want to do a donation drive. So it's just private amongst their community that they're already in their little bubble with. Um, But then there's also ways to get involved with what we call our street teams. So we have a street team that goes down every single Sunday and they pass out around 40 um, hot meals, coffee, um, and then any kind of leftover gear, T-shirts, jackets, things like that. And so as soon as Heat the Streets is over, we're going to be pushing out a lot more information about those street teams. But those street teams can get involved because we'll be looking for people to almost like a meal train, but to sign up for, hey, do you want to provide you know, meals for our street team, and which Sunday do you want to have it ready for? So there'll be more opportunities outside of these large events to really, on a smaller level, I mean, you could in your family, um, you know, make a meal for a Sunday and sign up on our um, calendar to donate that. So 
there's so many ways to get involved. And I would just encourage people to reach out to me or Nate or Jade or Brendo, any one of us on the leadership team, and we can get them connected in a way that they really feel passionate about contributing because everybody's got their own way. Not Nate. Not Nate. Well, well, Nate, well, right. Nate, probably Nate would be very busy. I would really <laughs> highly recommend maybe starting with me or Jade. <laughs> Nate would be trying on sunglasses that he, he, he at least puts good pictures up for himself in the event. But as for the, the media arm, you've done it. You're really impressive. I don't know who the hell you are, but you're very good at this. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. What else? You know, do you- I, I think that Nate means well, and I really, really love how much he loves himself because I think he has an excellent handle on that, and we need somebody. Everybody should love themselves as much as Nate does. <laughs> yes, we should all have an inflated sense of importance in these times, and <laughs> and uh, be self-deprecating and have a good sense of that's what he that's what Nate provides to this to this. And by the way, like you said, this is not like the Red Cross or something. You're texting five bucks to some big national cause. Somehow, this guy who used to hang out in coffee shops came up with this. A very unexceptionable personal came up with an exceptional idea that has taken on a life of its own and he does a nice job providing humor to the cause oh he you know what i will tell you though at our leadership meetings when we meet every single sunday the four of us and um nate and i are like oil and water like um we tend to go toe-to-toe in our ideas but our passion is definitely there and it's quite fun um, to kind of argue with him. But at the same time, we both want the same things. We just kind of envision them differently. And so I really super enjoy um, a good heated argument with him. But at the same time, like, holy moly, uh, you know, it's, he he means well and, and I mean well. And we're both very, very headstrong. So it, what happens, you know, in those meetings is is always for the good of the cause. <laughs> if you would like if you would like me to help you stage some kind of like aggressive corporate takeover, I would be happy to help you. And then you know, another when when he's uh when when he's real heated, go, look over there, there's a like when I say to my dogs, like, look, there's a deer, you can go, look, Nate, there's a there's a hyperloop over there. And then he'll just run <laughs> off like a like a little puppy. Oh yes, I definitely love to give him as much shit as clearly you do too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so the strangest thing ever was like I knew I've known Nate for like at least indirectly for three or four years now because he was the guy that hung out in coffee shops, mostly Rust Belt, and he was doing his uh, the Tuesday night or Monday or Tuesday night ideas. I forget what it was. The Code City work. Yes, 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 yep. yes. But, like I thought those were great ideas, and I loved attending those and, and seeing the people that would be there. Um, and then he had his little, like his, his wet dream hyperloop thing. And, uh, Jade was dating my neighbor's son. And then I put, I put the last names together. I'm like, you're hyperloop Nate's daughter. You're hyperloop Jade. And then I'm so happy to see that in the last couple of years, Jade has zoomed past, um, her dad in, in importance in my life and respect as well. I love Jade. Oh, she actually hosts us every Sunday for our meetings. She's so sweet. She might be the kindest soul I have ever met. Yeah, she's great. When her dad and I start arguing about something, um, about, you know, backpacks and what we want to do and the visions for it, she gets all like, guys, don't fight. (laughs) I'm like, oh, Jade, we're not. We're not really fighting. Like, we're fine. We're fine. We're both just so passionate and have this 
headstrong way we want to do it, you know. Passion, so, pa- passion's um, good, and you've got you seemingly have a great direction how to how to take this thing and, and vision. So, well done. What what else do you do besides carry his carry his carry the weight for things here? Oh, we all carry it. We're no, 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 no. Um, I, I mean, like, like, like in your normal life. So let's see. I don't, it's weird to talk about myself. I do a lot of things. I'm an administrator for Westside Montessori, a small private school here in Toledo. Um, I was a teacher for eight years before being an administrator. And um, I'm involved in several things. I sit on the board for Downtown Perrysburg, Inc. in Perrysburg. Do you know Chelsea? I, um, I do know Chelsea really well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She, I, I like Chelsea. She She's visited a couple of times for downtown Perrysburg events, mostly which were canceled because of rain and other things. But uh, tell, oh man, it's hard to fight the weather. I can uh, hear that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's a that's a good little good little group you guys have here. Uh, have there? Did they did they pass the Dora or is it still up in the air? So there's a lot of confusion about Dora and DPI because DPI did not apply for Dora. A different group of business members did on behalf of downtown Perrysburg in general. It was not filed under DPI. Um, but I can tell you that it did pass, but the mayor or council passed it with conditions. So that group is still finalizing all the rules to then formally launch. But yes, it passed, but is it actively being used? Not to my knowledge, That's not what I yet. Thought. That's what I thought. So, um, yeah, but then I'm part of SIA, which stands for Females in Action, where we're always female, always outside. Um, I'm doing like different fitness things, and then I'm a Run Toledo ambassador through Dave. Awesome, so, I, all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah well, I'm well, just go- out in the community all the time. Good. For, <laughs> I am surprised that we haven't connected sooner. I'm glad to do that now. Well, I feel like you're friends with all my friends, so it was literally just a matter of time. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> I my my web is pretty big. Who who are your other friends that that I might know? So um, Ashley Tresso. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I guess that's probably the most prominent connection. Um, But like, kind of like I followed Nate before I actually knew him, I've been following you for a long time just because radio. Gotcha. Um, I always thought growing up I would be on the radio, but that never, I never followed that. Well, it sounds like you're doing, uh, you're doing much more good than anybody on the radio could really do with, (laughs) with what you do. That's not true. You guys do amazing work. You really, really have a major impact in the community. Yeah. We, we, most of us try, most of us try. uh, Yeah. I, I, if I didn't have my platforms, I would have very little to talk about. So I'm, I'm happy to, (laughs) to, to highlight what you guys do and what I can be involved with. Um, what's, what's going on with school with you guys? Um, is it, is it all virtual? Is it hybrid? Is it going back to virtual? Yeah, so there's a lot of angst in the air about school, Um, and being an administrator, I get that question all the time, and I can tell you that because we're private, nonprofit, and independent, our school is, um, we operate kind of, well, independently, and so, like, if when TPS or Sylvania or Ottawa Hills or anybody decides to go virtual, we get to still decide, Um, and so we are standing firm on five-day, full-day in-person. Um, we were one of the first schools to open, I think St. John's opened, and then we opened maybe a week later back in August. And, um, we have really, really strict protocols in place. And, um, so far, I mean, even the data shows the schools are not the super spreaders and the schools have actually really had a, even public, you know, they've had really good handle on maintaining it if they're in person. 
The problem is we're having trouble controlling what people do outside of school. Right. You know, and so it's actually um, not any one person's fault. I keep saying it's a matter of when we get COVID, not if we get COVID. Right. Like you're not, you know, it's not, it's just, it's going to happen. But the problem is what people are doing outside of schools to keep everyone safe. And then, you know, it's then it's that asymptomatic spreading that is the, the panic. Yep. Um, and not panic on my side. I feel like I'm too laid back to panic. I'm laid back to a fault. But um, it's what the panic is all about. And so that's why everybody's freaking out about what's going to happen after Thanksgiving and winter break. So. Yeah, yeah. I I I had some symptoms yesterday. That's and that's not why I was running late with you on Wednesday. Sorry about that. But I had some symptoms yesterday okay. that were questionable and I've been extra cautious. I've been extra cautious but not panicky because it's not like I'm around a lot of people. Like I wish more people were worried about killing their grandparents, but it is what it is. And I yeah. I, I I can only imagine um you probably get some criticism or some side eyes yeah. from other people who are like well, why do <laughs> yeah. you get to be open it's, well because you know what oh my god you can run like we a- had everything from like one of the um tv news stations called me one time right when um school was opening so back in august when things were heated and they were like is it true that you've closed your campuses for a positive covid case and i was like no <laughs> you know and they're like well, we were told by a letter oh from a parent, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Who is this, by the way? And they right. were like saying their name. And I said, well, I don't know, you know, and then I felt like almost like I was being ridiculed, you know, like, well, do you feel you're being safe as a school? And I'm like, what? Of course we're being safe. Like, of course we are, you know. And es- so especially your it, place. It, it's crazy. Especially your place, not even like like more so. The, I remember when St. John's opened up. I, I live across the street from there, and they were open in like the beginning of August. And good for you yeah, for, for yep. doing the the test run. Like you're the kind of place where you can run that thing. Sorry for the analogy. You could run that place like 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 Nazi Germany. Like if somebody looks the wrong way, like you can send them home, and you can keep those protocols super super tight. So you you would be and, you the, know I do send kids home. Yeah. Like if somebody seems unwell, I'm like you gotta go. Like love you. You, you got to go, right. you know, the most respectful way. Um, but we are really, really committed to being safe. Um, and like, for example, my receptionist, she'd be so embarrassed to know I'm talking about her. But she just had, was it just like a little cough or cold or whatever? And um, and she said, I'm going to take the day off just to be sure. And I said, okay. And the next day, right. <laughs> she's like, no, no, I'll be fine. I'm like, right. no, it's good. It's good. I got and, it. And how many kids are in your school? <laughs> So collectively, our both campus, both campuses, Toledo and Perrysburg, um, we have around 300, 350 students. Um, Perrysburg alone has around 60 or so. Um, so it really depends on the year because COVID, private schools in general are down a little. Most years we have around 400, 425. So, um, you know, and with ratios, like I ha- I'm two spots away from capacity at my campus right now because COVID um, you know, kind of ratios that we're following, um, which actually DeWine did lift and said you can go back to normal ratio. Um, but we as a school are pretty conservative and had already planned out our reopening plan, and we decided to keep those really low ratios. So, um, you know, there are some limits in place for safety that are a little bit more self-imposed than what you're going to find probably at every school. And but 
It's just tricky. We can do those kinds of things being private and independent. Yeah. You know? I hear Montessori, and I think, like, everybody gets paid well there. <laughs> as oh, a, <laughs> As opposed to, like, maybe TPS, where... You know, there's a lot of things going on. Like you guys can so like you guys can focus and drill down really hard. Like you're probably like the cough police or like the the mucus oh police. <laughs> and if you see something in a kid's nose, you're you like zoom in, you get the cameras in there and like that's it, you're home. But I mean, in all seriousness, you guys can be more focused on things like that, safety and education as opposed to, you know, TPS where there's thousands of kids or even, you know, the centrals of the world or St. John's. I mean, there's a lot going on on in there and yeah well I can tell you I think no matter where teachers are teaching um, it's a hard job it's and it's especially hard during COVID and and I don't at all want to act like it's easier to manage COVID in private or public because COVID sucks you know and we're all done with it and everybody is doing the best we can um, but I can tell you that it is we we can be a little bit more um, flexible. The, like, for example, we were able to put up tents all over our property right. um, throughout the fall. And so all of our classrooms, we were able to hold outdoors, which I think yep. they say you're six times less likely to catch COVID outside, you know, or whatever the data is now. Um, you know, so having the, the ability to do that and the resources to do that is is what is different about Montessori, yep. but like TPS does literally cannot do that. Yeah. Even if they had tents, they have nowhere to put them. So it's it's kind of like apples and oranges. You know what I mean? But I really, really do believe that school administrators, public and private, are working their tail off in ways they never have before. They are. They are like they like t- TPS or any big district, um, Washington yeah. Washington local. Um, they they had a tough job before. They had busy jobs before. Many people were were yeah. vastly underpaid before. And then you throw all this <laughs> at it. That's where like you're yeah. you're in. Like it sounds like you're doing a great job, but as you've already said quite eloquently, um, you're more like a private business than a, than you've got more in common with a private business than you do with the schools because of the way that you can function. Yeah, we can definitely set some of those rules. I mean, we follow all the the health department rules, of course. Um, but for example, like kindergarten through eighth grade or 12th grade, K-12 is required to wear masks at any school, right? But it is our preference that three and four-year-olds wear them in our pre-K, our pre-K program, right? you know? And so that is our preference. We can say that we want to do that. Whereas like a Head Start preschool that's state-funded or funded another way, um, they can't enforce that because that's not what the mandate is, you know? So it is, it is in some ways is unfair. And, and I truly don't know the ins and outs of all the public versus private sectors. I, I'm very good at my lane, <laughs> um, but I can tell you that it, it is really nice. And I can tell you that we're really safe and, but none of us are immune to COVID. We, we are battling it the same as anybody else. And, you know, we're, we're no less likely to get it, you know, going into Kroger or Costco um, than we are, you know, going other places. But I can tell you, we have made really, really drastic um, decisions to try to keep us safe. And and it's been hard to stick to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've challenged even our head of school a couple of times, like, well, just what about this case? It's really unique. 
And it, it's been very steady and very firm. Like, no, nope, here's our plan. Here's our plan. We're sticking to our plan. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, fine. Okay, yeah. fine. Um, but and, and I really value that strong leadership that we have in our school. But it's so far, knock on wood, yeah. we're... We're hanging in there. Well, it sounds yeah. like you're a great part of that leadership. And, and especially, again, good to chat with you about all the things that Nate's got going on and you're doing with Backpack for Humans. And it was uh, very good to chat with you. So thank you. Yeah, of course. And next time we'll have to get Nate to come on. I did remind him. I said, hey, you want to you wanna join me? And he's like, no, 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 I'm busy. Not, <laughs> okay, not happening. He is a coward. <laughs> C-O-W-A-R-D. I'm just going to, I could have had Jade on, but I know she's not much of a talker, but you've been great. Oh, well, thank you. I think he just doesn't want to be the only face of it, you know? Uh, so. He's got this, this CEO role, like, all wrong. Like, when you get your head in the clouds with, like, the imaginary Hyperloop nonsense, you just can't focus, and, and I'll, I'll get him straightened out for you. Like, you're going to be the CEO and sign all the checks and make sure, yeah. like, all the boxes are checked. Or you're going to be, like, the, the Jerry Jones Cowboys owners type where you're out there, you're talking into microphones, you're taking pictures, not worried about only your account. Like, you got to pick one, and he's not doing either. Well, um... Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know you can't you. disagree. Yes, exactly, exactly. We'll get it figured out. Um, good luck with yeah. everything on the sixth. I would come out there, but you're gonna have a lot of people, so I'm gonna be no on that. But that doesn't mean that I won't encourage others to do it. Well, you could donate to one of the many donation locations, or you could encourage others to donate. We um, need things to um, make life easier for people living on the street or in poverty. For sure. And especially, not to like get this drastic with it, but especially as we're like, we've got another looming serious mandate week next week. There could be a lot more homeless people at some point. Not, not saying that that's like, that's going to happen, but we know that there's going to be a lot of people who might be cut off of money in the coming weeks because of the surge of the virus. And then before you know it, you know, I'm sure you guys know, you ask these people like, how'd you wind up on the street? And the average person probably thinks a homeless person is some kind of like mentally unwell criminal and maybe that is the case sometimes but for the most part it's people who just fell through the cracks because of you know they lost their job and you know things tumble out of control and before you know it you're you can't pay your rent you're out on the street it sucks that is so true and if we all made quick judgments about who deserved to have food and water in their belly shame on us yeah. you know what i mean like everybody deserves to be treated human um and it's not our place to decide how they got there have feelings about that so um thank you for saying that yeah, yeah everybody has their own story and their own struggle and and it, it is not our place to decide who deserves to eat at night <laughs> I, I live down i lived downtown for uh, for a long time uh, when i first got here so i was never short of um coming across homeless people and some of them i would i would chat up um and be like what happened so i i got that perspective and maybe they were lying to me some probably were but others were very candid and forthcoming and you get to see that you know you're a lost job a downsizing and then you know uh, a shitty landlord or something from from being without a place to live so i'm glad yep, you guys yep. do i'm glad you guys are doing what you do and then i'm glad that like alex can get involved and offer resources to get these people because the goal oh, is yeah. to get them off the streets yes Yes, 100%. So. Yep, we're just a bridge. Yep. All right, Brandy, very good to chat with you. Uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you again. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, chat with you later. <laughs> Bye.